Hello and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 64, Think Goals Rather Than Resolutions. As this podcast is coming out, we are coming into the last week of 2022. And as we all know, with the new year comes the inevitable talk of resolutions. Now, I could get bogged down in the statistics about resolutions. And when I look things up, even to see what some of those statistics are, like how many people make resolutions and how many keep them, there's so many numbers out there that I didn't even bother writing them down or including them. Because it doesn't really matter what other people do. It's what you do when it comes to the new year and whether or not you make resolutions. And if you keep them, or if you've just been like, all right, I don't do resolutions anymore. I just try to do the best that I can. Now, what's the big thing about January anyway? I know in our mind, it's a new day, a new start, a new year. It's like starting something new on the first of the month or Mondays. I've talked about that in the past, about Mondays being the fresh start to a week, the first of the month being fresh start to the month, a milestone birthday being a fresh start. And it's just something our mind likes to do is start something on an even day or the start of a new year, new month. Now, I encourage people to make goals rather than resolutions. And this is something I've worked with people on for as long as I've been working with people as a dietitian is not having a resolution or not saying, oh, I want to lose weight or eat healthier or exercise more because that's not specific. So like I said, lose weight, eat healthier, exercise more, get up earlier, reduce screen time, cook at home every day or make more home-cooked meals. Oh gosh, and flossing more. I know uh, dental hygienists everywhere would love to hear that and then have people actually implement that. But all these, these things that I said, lose weight, eat healthier, get up earlier, reduce screen time, they're nice, but they're also vague. So I encourage people to make SMART goals. And I know I'm not the only one who encourages people to make SMART goals. If you've worked in any corporate environment, you're probably familiar with SMART goals. And it's something that I find really helps me. It helps my clients. And it's something that just makes things more actionable and achievable. So with SMART goals, if you're not familiar or you don't remember, SMART stands for is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time bound. So this, this idea of SMART goals is really helpful. And I'll get into examples in, in a minute here. But I just want to mention this is that in, in one of the exercises assignments in one of the classes I teach at the community college, students are required to make a SMART goal, just one, related to an assignment. 
And it's very challenging for a lot of students. And I imagine a lot of people because setting them as specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound is not as simple or straightforward as people might think it is. So before making goals, I ask people to consider the following. And sometimes we work through this together, and other times I just ask them to contemplate it. And I have a download on my website for a smart or goal setting cheat sheet that has a little bit more information about this, where I'd like you to think about the past. What have you done in the past? What worked well in the past? And what was the thing that helped motivate you and keep you going when you were wanting to make something or accomplish something in your life? So an example, many years back, this has been a while, when I was first running, starting to run, and I had a long goal of running a marathon, and it's it, the training is the bigger part here, is reaching various milestones within that training, including getting a massage treatment at certain milestones there. So it wasn't just doing the running, but it was a reward was included in that. Now, I didn't include rewards in this topic today, but what worked well? What worked well in the past? Now, think about present. What's going on right now in your life? Is there anything not quite right that you would like to improve on? Or what isn't quite right in that you were doing something great in the past and now you're not? What's the reason for that? What is the present circumstance that is hindering you or that you're not working on this goal or doing this goal? And then think in the future. What is realistic right now, or I should say now, what is realistic for you considering the future? Remember that you are not likely older. You are older in the future than you are today and then what you were in the past. So having this idea of having being that same person you were in your 20s or maybe even your 30s is not likely realistic. So what comes to mind here is saying, oh, I would like to be back at my college weight. Well, that's great if college was two years ago. But if college was 30 years ago, is that realistic? Not saying it isn't, but let's consider that. That's something when people come in, have come in or come to me to talk to me about losing weight. And I ask them what their weight goal is. And they tell me. And then one of the things I ask them is, so when was the last time you were at that weight? And I have seriously had people tell me that their weight goal matches a weight they had when they were in elementary school or middle school. And that's not necessarily realistic. And I'm not saying that their weight was super low. It's that in middle school or elementary school, they had a high body weight relative to that age. So again, in the future, 
Consider what is realistic for you to achieve this year or in the next few months. So going deeper into the SMART goals and what these different letters stand for and what they mean. So when I say, people say, I want to be healthier. Well, what does that mean specifically? Where is your health now that you're going to measure healthier in the future? I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 50 pounds, whatever that may be. That is a little bit more specific, but again, we'll get into the other letters. What is realistic? So what is better health? Is that improved blood pressure numbers? Is that improved cholesterol numbers? Is that better glucose control? Is that keeping those numbers in a good range? Is it feeling better? And what is that specifically, feeling better? And that's just relative to each person. That could be getting those checkups and screenings done. So saying you want better health, you might want to find out where your health is right now. Saying I want to lose weight is not specific because um, if I weigh myself at night and then again the next morning, uh, most of us will reach that goal because we do, our body fluctuates throughout the day. We know this. So if we weigh ourselves during the day, at night, in the morning, these numbers are all going to be different. So setting a specific amount. But here's what I prefer people do is specifying a change in body composition, like measuring fat loss. So that could be you know, five, down, five pounds down on the scale, but even better would be a change, I should say, even better for many people, not for everyone, would be a change in that body fat percentage. Because a lot of times the scale will number will stay the same, even if somebody is improving their body composition, their fat mass is going down, and their muscle mass is going up. And no, muscle does not weigh more than fat. They just have different volumes. I did a podcast or an episode about that a long time ago. I'll look for that and add it to the show notes. Muscle does not weigh more than fat. A pound of muscle weighs exactly the same as a pound of fat. They just have different volumes. The size is different. All right, so the M, measured. How is this goal measured as accomplished? So... If we want better health, well, first we may want to have a way of measuring that. So maybe getting a screening or scheduling the appointment and keeping the appointment is measurable. Measuring your blood pressure, getting your blood pressure checked or getting blood work done is measurable. So measurable is often a value of some sort. So how will you know when you've achieved it? What is the number to reach the goal? So a SMART goal of better health is vague, but saying I'm going to specifically find out what my numbers are, get a measure of my health today by getting a physical and getting those numbers. And then in a year from now, seeing what those numbers are again. But the incremental goals along the way would be scheduling those appointments, making the phone call, scheduling the appointments, keeping the appointments, 
getting the results. So these might have little micro goals in there. So what specific action, so the A in the SMART, what specific action is needed to reach this goal? So I alluded to that already. So if we're talking about better health, is making that phone call, making the phone call, or going on the website to schedule the appointment. Because I know I've scheduled some of my screenings recently by going to the web portal. Others, I still have to make the phone call. They both work. And like, for example, when I went to schedule my skin cancer screening with the dermatologist, it was three months out, but I made the call. And then when the appointment came up, it was there. I did it all good. So the actions, again, like the measurable part, may take some micro steps there along the way, making the phone call. But with actions too, so for example, if you want to exercise more, exercise more is not a SMART goal, but there is some action that may need to happen to help you in a SMART goal. So if you want to run a marathon in a year, or even a 5K, doesn't have to be a marathon, a 5K or three miles, run at three miles without stopping. Well, there's some things that may need to happen, first of all. You might want to find an accountability buddy or get new shoes, find a training plan, and even start walking regularly. So again, there's actions that need to happen. By saying you want to exercise more, going to the gym every single day, Probably not the best, but maybe taking an orientation, going to a class, a group fitness class, seeing what you like. Take some action. And often, I say this all the time, that first step is usually the most difficult one because it takes motivation to take that first step. Now, the R in SMART, is this realistic? Can you achieve this goal? Well, scheduling an appointment is realistic. You know, having the appointment scheduled this month may not be, but having it scheduled is essential. So if I had said, I want to have a dermatology appointment this week, well, there was no emergency, so probably not realistic. So going to an exercise example, exercising every day, is this realistic? It sounds nice, but even pro athletes take rest days. And what happens if you have a travel day or you're sick or worse, you get injured? So I got injured many times in the past, not from running, but I was not able to exercise in my usual way. And even after a while, not even able to exercise in any way. So saying I had a goal of exercising every day is not realistic. Saying you want to exercise at least twice a week, that's realistic, especially if you haven't been doing anything. You can increase that to three days a week or more often once you get into your groove, get into your habit. Here's another one I hear people say a lot. I'm never eating out or I'm going to stop eating out. Well, that's not realistic, in my opinion. I enjoy eating out. I know a lot of people do for various reasons. They eat out for various reasons. So saying you're never going to eat out again is not realistic. 
saying you're going to eat out no more than twice a week. That's realistic. And consider what you're doing now. If you're only eating out once a week, great. But if you're eating out five days a week, that's a more realistic goal, eating out no more than twice a week. So keep in mind, what are you doing now? And what is realistic to change that? Also remember to find what is eating out. What is eating out to you? So is swinging by the coffee shop and getting a coffee considered eating out? Does that count? Well, some of you may be saying, of course it does. Other people are like, well, you know, I, I get my coffee. That's just part of what I do with my office mates or my coworkers. It's just part of something I do every day. So you may not want to consider that eating out because you still want to go with your coworkers or office mates or meet with your friends if it's a part of your regular routine. So that's where this realistic is, is something that I want people to really consider. Is that realistic? And it's okay to revise the goals. So here's where some specifics are as well. And this is one that's often forgotten, the T. What is the timeline or the time frame for this goal? When are you going to accomplish this? Or what is the measurable part? What's the time frame for that measurable part? It can be weeks. It could be months. It could be this year. So saying that you are going to schedule a screening appointment, a doctor's appointment, a medical checkup or whatever it may be by the end of the month is great. By the end of the year, okay, but still want to keep a time frame here. If you're going to measure a change in health or stay healthy, you know, what is what is going to do? So the stay healthy or improve your health, again, not measurable, but there's steps in there. And some people will say, well, for the rest of my life. Yes, but setting an appointment for this year isn't going to mean for the rest of your life. So there's other actions that need to go in there as well. So setting a time frame is often forgotten or missed. And keep in mind, I understand, yes, of course, some of these things do take continuous action. I'm not going to exercise for 300 minutes this month and be done. I'm going to build on that. So you want to keep updating your time frame, revising your time frame, and revising your goals. So I'm going to give some examples of goals that people have told me that don't work, examples of specific goals, and then I'll share some of the ones I had from last year and some that I'm considering for this year. So sample goals, I've said some of these already. Eat healthier, exercise more, lose weight. These seem like reasonable goals, but they're not specific or measurable. So what is healthier? What does that mean in your world, in your life, in your body specifically? What is more? So exercise more. That could be going up five minutes each week, 10 minutes each week. But what is it specifically? And is it realistic? Exercising one more day a week? or five more minutes is more. Losing weight, as I said, that's not specific in the sense of, you know, that could be a one to two pound weight loss, and that is totally fine. But also eat healthier, exercise more, lose weight are not goals with a timeline. 
and they're not time bound. So here's some examples of specific goals. Eat at least one serving of vegetables a day for 30 days. So this is a form of eating healthier. And it's not as cumbersome as saying, I'm not eating out, or I'm going to eat a salad every single day. It's a start, and you can build on it each month. And if you're already eating at least one serving of vegetables a day, great. If you find it you need to eat more vegetables, a lot of people do, Say you can say, eat at least, at least one additional serving of vegetables a day for 30 days. That's not to say at the end of 30 days, it's done. You may have to re- say at least one serving of vegetables a day for 60 days, for 90 days, for 280 days. Here's one. Exercise 300 minutes in 30 days. So this goal includes real numbers that are measurable, actionable, And it allows for the accumulation of movement in minutes rather than days of the week. So this allows for rest days. It allows for those jam-packed days where the schedule gets out of hand. And for those days when you don't have time to fit it in realistically. And 300 minutes is a start. The next month you can say, I'm going to exercise for 330 minutes. Or still say 300 minutes and 30 days. And when it comes to weight, it could be not so much the weight loss, but tracking the weight. So each Friday, weighing yourself and measuring your body fat percentage on the last Friday of the month. And this would be a way to assess changes in your body. And tracking weight and the changes weekly is realistic rather than making a general lose weight thought. So in 2022, not all my goals are health related or should say physical health related. Some were mental health related. So one, this one's been an ongoing goal each year. So in 2022, I had a goal of doing 22 push-ups, 22 days each month. Yeah, you can ask all kinds of questions. Well, what kind of push-ups? Doesn't matter, okay, if it was modified push-ups or non-modified push-ups. The goal was to do 22 push-ups 22 days each month. And at the beginning of the year, 22 push-ups was not as easy. Towards the end of the year, 22 push-ups was a piece of cake, and I went far past that 22 push-ups. Another goal was to read 22 books in 2022. Super easy. I think I was, I updated this yesterday. I think it was at 37. I also had a goal of trying 12 new cooking or baking projects. Not necessarily reached, but still it was fun in the process. And I didn't really care that I didn't reach it. I made homemade cinnamon rolls this year. I made hollow this year. I can't remember some of the other things that I made this year, but it was a new it was a new thing to try. And some of these I probably won't do again because it's a lot of labor and with only two people in the house, not the best to have a dozen cinnamon rolls sitting there. And another goal was to this is a 
professional goal was to write 12 articles for other publications. I didn't do that. And it, other things came along. But you know what? I will revisit that in 2023. So those 2023 goals are still in progress, but one will include to do at least 23 push-ups two to three days a week since the 22 days or 23 days a month is getting a bit high up there and I need recovery days. And another goal includes um, a goal of holding a plank for two and a half minutes by the end of the first quarter. We'll see if that happens. If it doesn't, not a problem. It's a work in progress. And once that two and a half minutes gets there, you know, I'll revise it to do something else. So again, not all of these things, these SMART goals have to be nutrition related or health related, physical health related. They can be mental health related, like I said, with the reading the books or trying a new baking project. That was something I liked. I like to try new things quite a bit. So I encourage you to consider this. Of course, you don't have to, but consider setting up some goals for the year of things you would like to accomplish or do. Set them up as SMART goals, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. Keeping in mind that the time-bound isn't mean a time you will necessarily stop doing something, but the goal to reach doing something, and then update that as you choose. All right, everyone, you have a great rest of your new year. Have a happy holidays, happy new year, and I will see you in the next or talk to you in the next episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. Take care. Bye for now.